Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Sorry I bailed out on you all Wednesday night. Couldn't help it. Couldn't help myself, I might say. Praise the Lord. I'm going to have to take this mic home, I think. It's plugged up. (laughs) Just the screen, y'all. It'll be all right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I want to turn to 1 Chronicles. You'll probably think, oh, he's going to do a rerun of Pastor last Sunday night. Well, I'm not. But I'm going to 1 Chronicles chapter number 28. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how long I've been working on this. I've been working on it now for some times. And uh, I've read this in my morning reading a a long time ago, really. It's because I'm in Job now already part of the way through that. So 1 Chronicles 28. Amen. I want to start at verse 5. Amen. In your hearing. And of all my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons, he hath chosen Solomon, my son, to set upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. There's adoption going on right there. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever if he be constant. Everybody say constant. To do my commandments and my judgments as at this day. Now, therefore... In the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and then the audience of our God, keep and seek. Everybody say, keep and seek. For all commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess this good land and leave it for inheritance for your children after you forever. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of my Father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for a sanctuary, be strong and do it. Heavenly Father, I ask your God to speak tonight through these lips of clay. Lord, I realize the urgency of the hour. I realize our need in this hour, God. I'm asking you, God, that you would move and touch minds and spirits and hearts tonight. Lord, to bring them in attention to your word and to you tonight. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, I ask it in thy holy name. Amen, amen. You can be seated. I'm going to unload these pockets, y'all. David put on a linen ephod, so I'm going to take everything off here so I'll have a linen ephod on. Thank you, Jesus. I want to preach on this subject tonight. Hallelujah. I want God to to speak to you tonight. I want to preach on this subject. The promise comes by being constant. The promise comes by being constant. I want you to realize the scripture setting, and, and I know you know from last Sunday night, but... The scripture setting is here is David is having his last discourse with Solomon and Israel, his people, 
before his death. And sometimes can I say that the last words that you say before death are the most important words that you'll ever say or will ever be spoken. We must remember that David's words or that the words that David spoke were really God's words rather than just his because verse 12 tells us for the most part for the pattern and all that were given to David was by the Spirit, the Bible says. So the Lord had spoken, given him instructions and how to talk to Israel and how to talk to his son. He had given him a pattern. He'd give him a way and a proper way to do this thing. In verse 7, Solomon received a promise from God. That if he would be constant, everybody say constant. That's a key word. If he would be constant to obey God's commandments and his judgments, as at this day. Now, y'all, I want you to catch that, as at this day. He says, what you're doing right now, Solomon, I want you to keep on doing it. Don't you slow down or let up, but I want you to keep on being constant. You're doing it now, but I wonder how long you'll keep on doing it. I want you to tell you something, church. When God calls you out of sin and he calls you to be a Christian, he's asking you to be constant, not just now. Not as long as your leader is alive and then you separate from that. But he's wanting a constant relationship with you for a lifetime until he calls you home. It's a constant thing. It's, we got to be constant in this thing. He said, Solomon, God's going to be with you as long as you're constant. Hallelujah. He said, I want you to obey God's commandments and judgments as at this day. And in verse 8, he goes on and says, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God. He said, I don't only want you to be constant in your walk with God, but I want you to display this before the people. God began to work on me. I thought, you know what? It's one thing to be constant. You think you're constant. But the Lord told David, he said, your son has to be constant before me and before Israel. In other words, you got to be constant before the church. You got to be constant before the people, hallelujah, that's in the church. Not just you. You could be the cause of somebody else being constant if you'll be constant. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I want you to do this in the audience of the people. In other words, he's saying... If people are watching you, Solomon, then they're going to follow me if you'll follow like you're following right now. If you'll keep on doing what you're doing right now, hallelujah, Israel will follow. Now, I'm, I know I, if I get on toes tonight, just say, ouch, and let's go ahead. But I'm going to tell you, you can live for God, but if you're not constant, your kids are not going to be constant. I'm sorry, but I'm walking for great-grandchildren and grandchildren now. If I'm not constant, it can lead on down to the next generation and they won't be constant. I don't know about you, but I want my grandkids. Uh, I want my great-grandkids to serve God. I want them to walk before God. And they're lost right now. And I'm saying, am I constant enough? Am I constant enough every day, day in and day out? Am I living this life like I ought to live? Woo! The promise comes by being constant. He said, Solomon, I'll be your father. You'll be my son as long as you're constant. As long as you walk before me. As long as you do what you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll be with you. <laughs> oh, glory. I want you to do it in the front of all the people, not just before me, but I want you to do it even when you're not around people. I want you to live for me every day of your life, and I want you to be constant about it. And then he goes on to say something else. He said, 
I want you to seek. I want you to keep. And I want you to seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God. That tells me something, Brother James. There are some things that's written in the book that I don't believe he's talking about, but I believe he's talking about direct commandments. In other words, he's telling Solomon, I'm going to be talking to you. And if remember, he gives Solomon some visits along the way, and he began to talk to him, and he gave him some commandments. I'm going to tell you, each one of us can have some different commands in our life that God's given us. Come on, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it's a sin. God may come have a little sit down conversation with you and say, hey, you've kind of slipped off course here a little bit. You're not constant like you was in the beginning. What's happened to you? You've gone backwards. Come on. You're slipping away. Come on back. You're slipping away. Come on back. He said, I want you to seek them and I want you to keep them. All the things that's written in this book, all the law of Moses, I want you to do that. But don't leave these commandments that you seek and keep. Don't leave them out. When I ask you to do something, carry through with it. Don't let it say, oh, well, this won't matter. It'll be all right. Come on. We'll do it this way. Come on. This, This is where the church has failed today. Amen. Hallelujah. I began to talk. It was a, a friend of mine that had told, called of, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Brother Aldridge had called me and he was talking to me. And, and, and he was talking about how far that some apostolics, thank God we haven't failed to that place. But how far the apostolic movement had failed from God. People that you and I had had faith in that had done, had prophesied and those things had come to pass, yet they have fell by the wayside. You know why? Because they quit being constant. They quit being constant. I don't... These were men, Brother Freddie, that I remember sitting down with at IF conference, Sister McGee, and then and sit down with this guy that had had been a friend of mine for a lot of years, had preached camp meetings, had, had, had God had used him and spoke through him. And, and, and when he said something you could depend on that happened, it was going to happen. He was a prophet. God used him in a great measure. I had all kinds of faith in him. I sat down with him and he, he would give me advice and, and I took that advice home and I used it. Hallelujah. But today I find an heir there because he's not constant like he used to be. Come on, church. You can call somebody else to fall if you're not constant. My Lord, we need to walk right. We need to talk right. Come on. Oh, we need to go the right places. Come on. We need to be constant in church. We need to be constant in our worship. Come on. We need to be constant in our worship. We need to be constant when we talk to others. Our conversation must be constantly good, not just part of the time. Not an off-color joke now and then. Constantly clean. Somebody say constant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Whoo, glory. I want to tell you, you being happy comes from you being constant. He said, he said, I want you to be constant because you're going to, you're going to take your children and you're going to, this, this land that you've possessed is a good land. And he said, if you're constant, you're going to be labeled to take this land and you're going to give it to your children for inheritance. Oh, God, I'm I'm, I'm about to preach here in a minute. I'm telling you, church, I want to know that I've got something constant. I've got a possession that I can hand down to my children. Come on, I, I don't want to mar. 
I do not want to mar my inheritance. If you mar your inheritance, he may take it away. You won't have an inheritance to hand down to your children. Come on. I tried to raise my children right. Come on. That don't mean they're always going to walk before God. But there's one thing I know. That what they've taught, what they were taught from children up, they never will forget. Woo! Come on. They'll hold on to that. As long as they live, they'll know truth. I'm not saying they won't go another path. I'm telling you what they've learned. They're going to know because daddy lived it before them. Come on. Come on. If you're constant, they'll be constant. I don't want to separate myself from God because in doing so, I'll earn my inheritance and my children may not get a step in my shoes. The thing always that comes into play, Sister McGee and I is talking to people and friends. They, they talk about you, you know, well, you was a pastor. Yes, I was a pastor. And what always gets them is if you say, but my son is now. I passed it down to him. Oh, really? Boy, that must make you proud. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But I wonder what would happen if I hadn't have been constant. I'm not saying my son wouldn't have went ahead and lived for God. I know him well enough to think he would have. But I'm going to tell you something. It didn't hurt any that daddy was constant. Come on, you got to be constant. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you get up at 5 o'clock and you only live uh, 10 miles, not even that from work, when you get up at 5 o'clock and say, i got to go pray. And I didn't go in and just whisper a prayer. I went in and I prayed earnestly before God. I spoke my kid's name in prayer. You know why? I want him to know that Daddy's praying for them. I want them to know that I'm constant about them. I'm constant about them serving God. I don't want them to fall because of me. I don't want them to separate themselves from God because of me. I want to be constant. Solomon knew. Daddy told him, said, if you'll be constant, God's going to be with you. It'll be all right. I promise you, he'll, buy, he'll be there by your side. But you've got to understand that he checks out the heart. He checks your heart every now and then to see if you're still in tune. He might try you. He might, he might lay something on you see if you'll do it just so he knows that you're still listening. You're, you're constant about it. You've got an ear turn. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In fact... Hallelujah. Matthew 24. Very familiar scripture to us. Verses 12 and 13. And because iniquity shall abound. He's talking about our day, y'all, right now. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Everybody said cold. The reason we got empty seats is because of cold people. I'm not going to say it's because we weren't constant, but it could be. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not letting any blame because we could all be blamed. There's been a place or two that we've made mistakes. But I'm, I'm going to say this, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and do it. One thing that I know, that if you're constant enough in it, and you make a mistake, and you repent of that mistake, I'm going to tell you, your kids know what it is to make mistakes and say, I'm sorry. They know how to repent. God, that's a great thing. If you can teach your kid 
once they have made a mistake to repent of that sin and put it under the blood, that's, that's called being constant. Come on. That's, that's a Christian serving God. We've all sinned. We've come short of the glory of God. There's no perfect individuals running around here. Till this trumpet sounds and my body is changed, I'll never be perfect, so don't look for me to be. I'm working on it every day just like you are. But in what I'm doing, Paul Sue, Daddy wants to be constant. My oldest daughter sitting here tonight, she can tell you that up through the years, Daddy's been constant. <laughs> I've not flew all over the place and done this. I've been constant in what I'm doing, constant in what I taught. I'm still living just like I did then. Hopefully better. As you learn more, there's more required. Oh, Jesus. I want you to notice now, verse 13. But he that shall endure, everybody said endure, unto the end the same shall be saved. I read that, I got thinking about that the other night. It just seemed like the Lord just wanted me to turn there. And I, I turned to that reference and, and read it. And I thought, you know, there's a lot in that word endure. I said, there's a lot in that word, endure. <laughs> that means through the hard times, through the bad times, through the times of shortage, <laughs> through financial problems, through family problems. Through bringing up children. And every now and then you want to scream. Anybody ever want to scream, you know, when you're working with the children? Not that you want to scream at them, but you just want to scream. Just let it all out. God, I wish to God some people come into church with that attitude that I just want to scream. Everybody sitting on their seats looking at you and thinking, man. He's talking to us. No, he's preaching to you. And sometimes we need to just stand up and say, Hallelujah! Come on! Come on! Sometimes it wouldn't hurt to dance a little bit. Sometimes it wouldn't hurt to shout a little bit. Come on! The preacher's preaching truth. He's being constant. Come on, church. Let's be constant for a while. Let's dance a little bit. Let's shout a little bit. Let's say hallelujah a little bit. Oh, I feel him in this place. Hallelujah. Woo! I want to be constant. Oh, Jesus. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Well, I got to hurry here. Already 23 minutes in that. Haven't said much. Now, I want to I just define constant in the Hebrew first. The Hebrew word is kazak. It's C-H-A-G-A-Z, but it's pronounced K-H-A-W-Z-A or Z-A-C-K. And it means to fasten upon. I want you to. If you fasten upon something, you grip it. You're going to hold on to it. That's, that's called constant. Because I've got it. And you ain't getting this truth. I mean, I'll give you some of it, but I'm holding on to what I got. You're not getting mine. Because it's all of us. It's all ours. We've all got truth. Come on. You've been preached truth now for 30, however many years. A long time. I started helping this church in 1988, so 
been a long time. And I've tried to hold on to the word of truth. Come on, I've not veered from the truth. I've given you a Bible for everything that I preach. You didn't have to wonder if it was in the Word of God, but you know what? You brought your Bibles. Yeah, we got good. Now we got media. We leave our Bibles at home. They got dust on them. Because the only time we ever used them is when we went to church. I'm not going to ask you, or I'm not going to ask for a response. Anyway, how many of you know where they're at? I'm talking about being constant. Hey, I still carry my Bible to church. Not because I'm a minister, not because I has been pastor. Come on. But because I want to be constant and I want everybody to see that Bishop hadn't changed. He's still constant. It's still all right to take a look at him. Come on. Still walking the way he was. Come on. Still talking the same. In fact, still preaching the way he was. Maybe not as much with energy, but still preaching the word of God. I'm still constant in the word. I read it every day. Glory. Hallelujah. We started this long years ago, and we started reading the Bible through every year. And I encouraged everybody to do it. We even had contests. Come on. You know what? Thank God that I didn't just say, hey, we'll all go read the Bible through. And Bishop put his up. Pastor put his up and said, it'll be all right. They're reading. It's not good enough. I got to be constant. If you're going to do it, then I must do it. Oh, woo! Come on. The worship hadn't changed. I'm, I'm still worshiping just like I was. Ever since you was born, little gal, I'm still worshiping like I was. Sister Sheila, ever since you and Brother Freddie come in the church, the first church, I'm worshiping still like I was. I may not run as hard. I may not run as long. But I'm still running. How many still running today? How many still shouting? How many still jumping? How many still got it in their feet? Woo! If I think about it, it's, it's been a while since I've seen some of you stomp. We had some stompers. Mama was a stomper. That's Brother Freddie. That's second, third pew on that side in the first church. We started turning that into a parsonage. They uncovered, took the carpet out. Mama pounded a hole in that floor with her high heels. Come on. You know why? She hated the devil. And she'd say, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him in that same old place. She kept beating on that all that years till she drove a, a heel through that. But one thing you have to say about mama, she was constant. She didn't come to church to play house. She come to church to worship God. She didn't care what you done. She was going to worship. She was going to lift up Jesus. She was going to praise her God. I'm going to tell you how constant mama was. After daddy died, she'd come in our church, and I lived in Princeton, and we'd go pick her up. I had this conversion van, real nice Chevrolet van. The only way I ever knew Mama was sick was one night I went to pick Mama up. I opened that side door and Mama I had to help her in. She couldn't get in by herself that night. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When Mama got to church, she was on her feet worshiping God. 
You know why? She was constant. You know why? She had made a promise to God because he'd saved my life when I was three years old. And she said, God, if you'll save my son's life, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And mama meant it when she said it. How many of you are still holding true to your promise that you made to God when you came to me? Come on. Are you still constant just like you were then? Do you? Did you really mean I'll serve you, God? Or is it kind of waned a little bit? Oh, Jesus. So it means to fasten upon, to seize, to be strong. That means to use every ounce of strength you've got. I ain't going to say it's always easy. Or sometimes, Brother Freddie, through it all, I'd just like to turn around and run. But you know what? I knew better because if I run, a lot of others are going to run with me. And I was going to cause a whole church to fail. And I didn't want to be the cause of a church failing. So I was constant. Come on. Thank God for a church that was constant with me. Come on. We've all done that. We've all wanted to run. And maybe we have a little peace. But I'm going to tell you, the next thing I know, everybody's constant. We're with you, Pastor. Come on. We're with you. Through thick and thin, through trials, through troubles. Come on. Through heartaches, we're here. You got to be constant in your family. If you want your family to serve God, you're going to have to serve God with everything that's in you. You can't do it half-heartedly. If you do it half-heartedly, then they're half-heartedly going to serve God. They're going to be just like you. Your kids can't go no farther than you. So you better take a look in your mirror and say, I wonder if I'm doing very good. Where am I at, God, in all this? Am I being constant? Solomon done all right for a few. Hey, you think about it. He done real good till he got the house of God built. You, you go read it. I've, I've read that all over. Hey, I've read both sides of this chapter and, and the, the book. Ever since this first came to me and God began to work on me on constant, I've read both sides. I wanted to pick up everything I could, every little piece that I could pick out of this. I wanted to pick it up because... I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I, I mean, Solomon was a, he was the wisest man, yet he made the stupidest mistakes. He went and got women that God told him, you just better leave them alone. They'll lead you away from God. And then he even built them places to worship. How crazy. That's some of them commandments that God gives you that may not be in the book so many words, but it's there. Well, let me, let me tell you something. When pastor gives you a command, take at us from God. Because he's the man of God, and whether you know it or not, God's speaking to him for you. Oh, Jesus, i got to hurry. Hallelujah. It means to be strong, to be courageous. How many courageous people we got in here? How many is able to just go ahead and courageous people fight? No matter if it seems like they're losing the battle, they're going to stay. It's, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Ukrainians right now. Even when they've seems like lost and they've taken their town, there's still some of them down there in the basement. They're just waiting for somebody to start down the steps so they can blow them up. Come on, courageous. Not afraid to die. Come on, are you afraid to die for God? It's courageous. And then to conquer. Not just be courageous, but you can conquer. If, if you're consistent and you're constant with God. You don't have to worry about the battle being on your side because it will. God, yeah, because the Bible said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
In other words, if you go into battle, even it seems like you're few, God said, I'll be a help and you'll win the battle. Because nothing can conquer me. Come on. I'm constant if you'll be constant. If you'll be constant with God in every battle, he'll help you fight it. He won't fight it for you, but he'll help. There's always given something for us to do. You can't just, you can't just take your little seats, okay? All right, God, you said you would, so fight my battle. He's not going to do that. He's waiting for you to get off of your prat and fight. Come on. He's waiting on you to get your weapons of warfare and get busy. Come on. He wants you to be constant in battle. Hallelujah. David was telling Solomon, God wants you to be committed. He wants you to commit to him. He wants you to pledge to God your life. That's what he wants us to do, pledge our life to him. He wants you to bind yourselves to the Word, to God. Hallelujah. He wants you to conform, to comply with. He wants you to communicate to the people that you're serving. Come on. Communicate to the people you're serving. And not only that, but He wants you to communicate with Him. It ought to be an everyday thing. It's not, a, it's not a Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Come on. Sunday night thing. It's not, it's not a three times a week thing. It's a thing that every day I got to communicate with God. I got to know where I'm at and where I'm headed. I got to be constant in my walk with God. I got to know what He wants of me, what He expects of me today. If you teach your children to be constant in prayer... If, if you just allow them to hear you, mom and dad, to pray, if you allow them to do that, they'll catch on. So, you know, it worked for dad and mom, so. How long have you been married, Brother McGee, Sister McGee? Come on, I've, we've had that question. Before long, it'll be 57 years. Man, that's unheard of. I'm going to tell you, if you're constant, come on. Come on. If you're constant and you really love each other, it'll work. I said it'll work. Still working, Sister McGee. We haven't threatened for divorce in I don't know how many years. Truth is, I've been married twice and never been divorced. Figure that one out. It makes people turn their head and say, oh, I've been married twice and not even divorced once. Now run that by me again? I have. I really have. Some of you. You, you wasn't my first wedding, but you were my second. You all wasn't thought about some of you before then. Glory. One church, I'm talking about being constant. Not for just you and God, but for your family. How many wants their family to go to heaven? If you want your family to go to heaven, then you better be constant in church. I understand if you've got a migraine headache and you can't make it. I understand that. Been there, done that, wear the t-shirt. And hated every minute, threw the T-shirt away as quick as I could. Oh. He said, I want you to pledge to do. I want, you to, I want you to communicate with me. I want you to communicate with my people Israel. And now, he, now, now, communication goes so far as to share with them the things that God shares with you. You hear me? I said... That's sharing with your children sometimes what God shares with you. 
to give them just a little insight sometimes. Being constant. Talking about it. Relaying information, if you please. Somebody shout constant. Let's do it again. Constant. Oh, yeah, let's tell the devil. Constant. I'm going to be constant. Oh, Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you, David even gave a reason. He gave a reason to be constant. He really did. He said, if you're going to be constant, he said, you're going to inherit. In other words, and then you can give this to your children. He was really telling them, if you want to really read between the lines, David was telling Solomon, if you be constant with God, you're going to be happy. Because you're going to have inheritance to pass on down to your kids if you're constant. But if you're not, God will cast you aside. Your happiness will, your happiness will dwindle away. I'm going to tell you something. You may be living for God, but only half-heartedly. I'm sorry. I'm going there because the truth is, I think, if we're not careful, we can, we can live for God till it becomes just part of life. It's, it's a routine. Well, it's church. We better get ready and go to church today. So excited about it. Oh, no, they start at 9.30. It's all right. If you can't make it, I'll give you a wake-up call at 8. Just ask them. Glory. Come on, church. We've got to be constant. I believe it was this morning that I got up. This morning or yesterday, and I got up. No, it must have been today because it was sunshine and real pretty out there today. And I got up and I seen, looked outside. I said, Whoa, hallelujah. My wife said, What? I said, It's sunshining. I'm happy. Woo, let's go to church. Let's worship. Come on. I'm, I know how y'all are. When you come in the sunshine, just notice this morning. I mean, it's dark outside. day. I like to stay home in bed. And the truth is, you probably might as well. How much did you get out of it? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Constant in the dictionary. I'm dealing with it. I'm, I'm going to close here in a little bit. The dictionary... Constant means steady in purpose. It means faithful. Oh, I like this. It says steady in movement. Oh, I like that, Sister Dawn. Ooh. Steady in movement. I'm not going backwards. I'm marching. Steady in movement. Not this way. I'm moving on up there, Brother Trevor. Come on. I'm going to climb the ladder. Come on. I'm going up higher. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, 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 I like this too. It says continuing. (laughs) There's no time for a coffee break. Uh Uh-oh, Starbucks. You can get that to the morning when you first get up. After that, it's time to get going. It's time to get the Word of God out there, and it's time to read it, you know. After I've had my morning nourishment, I've ate my breakfast, you know. Sister McGee, you know. I've seen what it's going to do today, so if the sun's shining, I can, woo! And if it's, if it's going to be dark, I'll turn on my light, pray through, yeah. And I get my Bible out and I start reading it because I need instruction for the day. You need to be constant about the Word of God. It's got something to say to you every day. 
And it'll speak to you unless you skip over the words. How many of you have read the Bible and then couldn't even remember where you read at? It's a good thing you put a marker in it. Jesus. Continuing. And then I like this. It says invariable. And it goes on and it makes more than invariable. It says permanent. And then it, then it kind of ends it up like this. It says that which remains the same always. Under specified conditions. In other words, God's got a way for us to go. And we're not to veer from that way. You get off course. Straight as a gate narrows away. And few. Everybody said few. few. There be that find it. Glory. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. About there. Joshua. Chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper. There's the happiness. Whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. It's not just a day thing. It's not just a Sunday, Wednesday thing. That thou mayest observe, come on, be constant, to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make the way prosperous, happy, successful. Then ye shall have good success. Now, just while I'm there, just let me go ahead and go to Proverbs chapter number 6. Verse number 20. My son, keep my father's commandment. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart. And tie them about thy neck. And while thou goest, it shall oh, lead thee. And when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou wakest, it shall talk with thee. Well, you know, I, I just, just yesterday, the Lord kind of added something. He put it about your neck, didn't he? Said, bind it around your neck. Now I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna tell you something here. I wonder if we could just kind of do this for a day. It might make you think a little more. Every time you start to do something, you say, "Whoops, the word." Better do this right. It's talking to you. Come on, isn't that what? thing out front. If you keep the word out front, you know what? I'm going to, oh boy, I'm going to, if you keep, if you keep the word out front of you, the devil will be behind you. <laughs> Woo! He won't mess with you if you've got the word before you. Now, I did think of this a little bit. You know, I, I can almost see some, so, man, I'm toward carrying this thing around. And I got thinking, I almost just brought my heavy one out here and put it on there and say, you know, you know, sometimes you got to carry the load. Come on. In good times, Brother James, and in bad times, when, when things become heavy on you, sometimes you need to look down and say, yeah, it's talking to me. He's trying me. But Job said, I shall come forth as gold. Yea, though he try me, 
I shall come forth as gold. Come on. You know why? Because it's talking to me. His friends come, and the supposedly friends, and they run him down and trampled him in mud, and he said, a fine bunch of friends you are. He said, you've tore me down, and you've talked to God bad about me, and even talked bad about my God. But you know what? In the end, Job, he had been wearing this, and he had to pray for him so they could be healed. Oh, glory. My goodness. All right. Hallelujah. So see, let me see. It'll, it'll, it'll lead you. It's important. See, put the word around your neck because it'll, it'll lead you. Amen? It'll, come on. Put it. Come on. Bind, bind it upon your heart. Bind it upon your heart and tie them about your neck. Come on. And when thou goest, it shall lead thee. Mm. When you sleep, it'll sleep with you. Come on. Y'all tried that before? Hey, I'm going to tell you. I've had some instances when the devil attacked me. Sister McGee in our living room. And I had that word over there and I grabbed it and put it on my chest. And I began to rebuke that devil to leave the house. And guess what? Wasn't long. I went back to sleep. And the devil was gone. It'll talk to you. In fact, it'll talk for you. When you get in the spirit, the word will speak through you. Whoa! You give the devil the word and he'll take off. He did when Jesus did. Glory. Hallelujah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to talk with you. It's going to sleep with you. It's going to lead you. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm about, to read, I'm about to read something else here. and I, I know it ain't in order, y'all, but uh, I, I, I bypassed this. and I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy 6. Four through nine. Hear, O Israel. Let, let's just put in there Gentiles or our church, you know. The Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them. Everybody said, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto the children to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thy eyes. How would you like to go around that stuff to your head? Hallelujah. You know what I'm trying to tell you is, Oh, bless God, I send my kids to Sunday school. That's not good enough. It's your command that you're to teach your children. Now, I'm going to get down to business. If you don't know the Bible, you need to learn it. You need to be taught. You need to know the Word of God so you know what to speak to your children. It is your responsibility to teach them the words and the commandments. It's yours. I know, yeah. They're, we're going to back you up. When, when the kids come to church, we're going to back you up and we're going to reinforce what you said. But it is your responsibility. Too many people today is putting responsibility on the pastor and on the teachers. It's, a, it's our responsibility. Brother Andrew, it's our responsibility. We've got to teach our children. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I'm about to close. Things that we must be constant in is attending church. Worship. Be a, be a worshiper. Do it every time you come. Not, not on and off, but every time. Constant. 
Our prayer needs to be constant. Every day. Every day. Our, our study of the Word needs to be constant. Every day. Not on, not on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Every day. We need to teach our children the Word. Constant. We need to remember where we came from. Constant. I have heard too many people. In fact, I have heard some older saints that's been in church for years, Sister McGee said, well, I don't understand why they ain't doing this or that. Well, where'd you come from? How many mistakes did you make? You know what? You get in that old judgmental attitude and that word will speak to you. Say, don't remember what you, do you remember where you was when I picked you up? Do you remember what kind of a person you were? You probably didn't always tell the truth. You didn't always do the right thing. Come on, remember where you came from. Hallelujah. Steady in tithing and offerings. Well, she might be watching, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. I got a neighbor lady. That I bet it's been... Close to two years since she's been in the house of God. She's, she's been shut in. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that lady does. She'll call and she'll say, Will you come over and get my tithing? Sister Rhonda, she's here. Sister Berta ain't, but she is my witness. You can... You can pick up that lady's envelope and there's not a thing on there she's missed. She gives to everything. 87 will be 87 years old this year. And she watches online. She may not be come to church. She's ready now. She says, I'm ready to get, sort of get nice weather and I can come back to church. She's got a lady that takes care of her. She's been witness to her. And that lady told Sister McGee and I said, I like her. She said, I'm, she told me she liked y'all's church. Said I, so they, we had to tell her where it was at, how to get to it on their Facebook. She said, I'm going to watch her because if she likes it, I'll like it. Come on. Don't tell me you can't witness. An 87-year-old woman is still witnessing. She's still steady. Come on. She's constant in what she's doing. I could go on and tell you much more of a story that she gives to almost everything there is to give to. Not just in the church. She goes beyond. And you know what? God has always taken care of, and that's a promise in the Bible. If you'll help take care of the poor, God will take care of you. Oh, Jesus. Constant in tithing offering. Constant in holiness. Nobody wants to hear that. But the Bible says holiness without, which no man shall even see God. If you want to see God, you better be holy. And if you ain't got it all together yet, you better get it together before the trumpet sounds. Oh, yeah. Constant. In the work of God. And one more. And I'm going to close and the musicians can come. Constant witnessing. Don't ever let down your witness. Hallelujah. What I'm going to do, I'm going to open these altars. As I feel to. Do you know why? I want to make it. The older I get, the more I have a yearning that God, I don't want to leave anything undone. If there's something I haven't taught my children, God, I want to teach it to them. If there's something my grandkids don't know, I want them to know it. Hallelujah. Could you stand with me? I want to pray right here before he sings and does something.
Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.